Well, this is the end of One Minute Apologist. Alarmed? Don't be. In this show, we lay out what is next for One Minute Apologist. If you are checking out The Unapologetic Show, but this show's name and the One Minute Apologist channel are getting a name change and rebrand. I'm your host, Tim Hall, here with pastor and apologist, Dr. Bobby Conway. Bobby, tell us the new name and how it came about. Yeah, Tim, the new name is going to be Christianity Still Makes Sense. As you know, I was one who went through a long season of doubts in my own life. And when we think about today, we see so many doubters out there. Uh, We're wondering uh, how many more apostates are we going to end up seeing? I mean, we're living in a time where it's everywhere. There's mass confusion. And I think that the question that people are asking that are on the fence is, does Christianity still make sense? And in an attempt to be able to do a little bit of rebranding, we started this channel many years ago, uh, didn't even know what we were doing. Uh, You know, when I first started this uh, back in the early days of YouTube, didn't have a clue about algorithms, about frequency of posts, about connecting with your audience. We were just throwing videos up there and it started to grow. And then I ended up taking kind of a long season off of YouTube and That was because I ended up having, uh, you know, a a relapse and I had to do a reset and rethink in life. It was just a tough season. But what I didn't realize is, man, you take a a hard hit uh, when you just take two years off of YouTube. Right. Uh, So one of the things that, you know, Tim, you and I have been talking about is a rebrand and the importance of really setting up our channel uh, to to be a big win. And we want to be able to answer questions around you know, the sensibility of Christianity. Now, a concession. Christianity doesn't make sense to those who aren't Christians. And it sometimes doesn't make sense to those of us who are Christians. The gospel's foolishness to those who are perishing. But as believers, the Spirit bears witness with our spirit to the sensibility of the Christian worldview. And so we want to make sense of that. And so we're really pumped about being able to kick this new channel title off. Yeah. So I'm excited as well about this whole endeavor here. Um, and, and I just wanted to let our audience know that we're doing something a little bit different on The Unapologetic Show. We are live streaming this on our YouTube channel, and we'll be taking questions uh, from the audience at the end. So if you have a question for Bobby, please leave it in the live chat with a cue to let me know that you want Bobby to answer it. And, and if you're listening on the radio or if you're listening to our podcast, we would invite you to head on over to our YouTube channel to watch the full video and to get those questions. So around the 25-minute mark, we're going to head out from the radio and from the podcast but we're going to continue on here on YouTube for a few more minutes with some questions. So, Bobby, I want you to tell uh, to tell us a few of the topics that we're going to cover in future videos. But before I do, I want to remind those that are checking out uh, checking us out here live on our YouTube channel and in the future, uh, maybe to put a, what topics they would like us to discuss in the comments. So, if anybody has any topics, suggestions that you'd like to, us to cover in future videos, please let us know in the comments. So, Bobby, uh, what are some of the topics that we have planned to cover here in 2023. 
Well, we're going to hit on some broad strokes. So we'll be addressing, uh, you know, topics as it relates to God. So we'll be dealing with arguments for God's existence, uh, diving into you know, natural theology, where we'll be able to address the moral argument and the various shades of it, uh, you know, the cosmological, the teleological argument. We might even look at some unique arguments. But as we talk about God, we're really talking about natural theology and addressing some of the arguments that we can use philosophically there. Uh, we want to be talking about uh, morality and the culture in particular and how we are to understand the moral issues of our day. Uh, we'll want to talk about objective morality and what does it mean that morality is objective and how do we interact with those who have different, uh, you know, moral philosophies. Uh, we're going to want to talk about the Bible, uh, you know, apparent discrepancies that, you know, might come up in addressing some of those. Um, some of the things that are hard to relate to in the Bible, like the apparent ridiculous that I call it, uh, we'll be addressing some of that. So we're going to hit on God and morality and culture and some of these different types of issues. I think that will uh, really try to offer a good balance that can equip people to have a fully orbed apologetic so in in 2023, you spent some time, or 2022, you spent some time uh, up penning a new book that's going to be, you know, Christianity Still Makes Sense, as we talked about. So talk to us a little bit about the journey that you went on as you wrote that book. Now, again, I got kind of a firsthand view of you going through some of that material and writing some of this book, but, but pull back the curtain a little bit for our audience as you wrote the book. Yeah, so I'm um, very pleased to have that uh, written turned it in. Uh, it's not even due for a couple months. So uh, the book will publish in April of 2024. Imagine writing a book and then having to wait, you know, almost a year and a half for it to come out. Uh, so the book's going to be called, Does Christianity Still Make Sense? And then the subtitle, A Near Apostate Answers Today's Biggest Subjections to Christianity. And so uh, I really uh, do this book in three parts. In the first part, I, I really share kind of my life story of never hearing the gospel till 19, of getting a call to ministry, getting clean, sober at 21, and then ending up in a dark night of the soul and being pounded by doubts. I share about how I took my obsessive personality uh, of, of with this addict brain and then uh, threw it into my studies, you know, going and getting a four-year master's degree, two doctorate degrees, uh, studying away. But I really feel like um, there's a lot of doubts that vexed me that other people are going through as well. And so I use my own story on the front end just for some relatability. Uh, so it's kind of biographical apologetics in part one. And then I tackle five key areas in part two where people object to Christianity. And it'll be looking at those different objections uh, and then showing that Christianity still makes sense, even though there are these objections like scandals in the church, the problem of evil, maybe the science problems, the one-way issues uh, that often come up. Uh, so I address those. And then in part three, I really put out a charge for what it could look like to have a new reformation. Because the church is in a, a desperate spot today. Like 
we see so much cultural transformation, but even inside the church, we're wondering, uh, well, who's the true bride? Uh, do people really believe the gospel still at my church or have they swallowed the cultural pill? We're not really sure. And I think we need a new reformation in our culture today. So Luther had his 95 thesis. We don't need to come up with 95 things. That would be exasperating. But I come up with ways that we could bring about reform inside the church. And I do believe that reform tends to precede revival. A lot of times, 10 people want revival in the church. Well, if God brought a revival right now, we got to get ourselves theologically figured out. We got to get ourselves reformed so that we can be ready for a revival. If we just get this spiritual buzz, so to speak, and we're revived, well, we might be on a on a feel-good uh, you know, mission from God. But if we're not theologically uh, astute, then we're going to run into many problems. So I think we need reformation, and that needs to be the cry of our heart within the church. And I think that we need this mindset of getting ready for the coming storm. Uh, we see what's happening in our culture. I think that uh, our culture is definitely collapsing right now. Christianity is going to experience more rejection in the future. And it changes the game for how to disciple the church right now. We need to get people ready and willing to stand for Christ and be ready for these tough times that are out in front of us. Well, so I just want to remind our audience real quick that we're going to be staying on for a little bit after kind of the normal uh, 25 minute show to answer some questions. So if you have a question that you would like Bobby to answer, uh, you can go ahead and leave that in the live chat of this uh, live YouTube video right now. And we will get to those at the end. We have a, a few questions already that came in. So we'll get to those here in just a few minutes. So Bobby, you kind of mentioned some of these, but let's dive a little bit deeper on what is your assessment as to why so many Christians are deconstructing? I think it's a little bit of, um, you know, what Charles Taylor talks about in his book, A Secular Age. What Charles Taylor sought to do in winning book, this 900-page tome, is he's trying to answer the question, how is it that we have shifted in our culture today from a time back in the Reformation era, let's say 16th century, where it was unthinkable to not believe in God? How is it today that there's so much doubt? And so he talks about how the culture back in maybe, you know, the 15th, 16th century era and before that was porous. It was open. It was spiritually receptive. But then you kind of had like the age of enlightenment. Um, and obviously uh, that began to create some problems as you moved and shifted into a strong modernity. Uh, then you kind of went into postmodernity and deconstruction uh, with the influence beginning kind of with Nietzsche there and then picked up by thinkers like Derrida, Foucault, uh, uh, you know, Leotard. And what ended up happening is, is we live in a melting pot culture of beliefs today uh, with the rise of the internet, uh, with, you know, different discoverers uh, that you think about like Ferdinand Magellan and Columbus back before all this. I mean, the world looks smaller, but all of these different things from your people who are your discoverers to uh, the age of enlightenment, to postmodernism, to living in today in a melting pot culture with the internet, all of this has created a dizzying effect where, uh, you know, he ends up talking about this idea, Charles Taylor, of the buffered self, where we're kind of buffered, closed off uh, to kind of you know, things of God. And that influence has been a part of 
you know, materialism. And so now he talks about this idea of being cross pressured between, you know, being a porous culture and a buffered self and the need then for us to experience, um, you know, we need, we need to kind of do some self-reflection because what ends up happening is whether you're a hardcore materialist, you wonder, is there something more? But then if you're a Christian, you wonder, well, how can I be sure I got it right? And so it's with all these live options out there, there's a lot of paralysis. And then we are living in the midst of a moral revolution right now uh, with the emergence of the LGBTQ movement, uh, all of this stuff with feminism, all this stuff, CRT, uh, you know, the emerging Marxism, all of this is creating doubts because there's such a shift, the, the emergence of the nuns, N-O-N-E-S. Yeah. So yeah. we're finding ourselves confused. And then COVID comes into place, right? People check out a church and that also added to the issue. So we've got a lot of people that are wondering, does Christianity still make sense? And we yeah. want to answer that on this channel. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of throw my two cents in too. Uh, you know, I, I run a, a channel called Dealing with Deconstruction, so I've I've looked in this as well, and and I kind of broke it down to I would say you know three categories. Uh, I would say the first one is that something tragic happens to this person in their life, and and they don't know how to reconcile that with the loving Jesus uh, preached about mm-hmm. at the church, and and that category of something tragic happens could be uh, so many different things. It could be something from abuse, like a Ravi Zacharias situation. It could even be finding out about uh, an abuser, like Ravi. Zacharias, that's that really jars people. It could be uh, yeah. you know a very difficult situation just in their church, other you know leaders, or maybe a church split or something like that. Could be the death of a loved one. Could be um, the death of uh, you know an infant or a child or or someone that you didn't see uh, that their life should have ended in the way that it is. Could be a cancer diagnosis. The, the right. whole broad spectrum of things, but something tragic is kind of that broad category. Sure. So I would say that that's one of the first ones. Uh, I would say the second is that they assume that there was a different type of or more evidence for Christianity and then when they were challenged, they found that something fell short or that they changed their view of evidence altogether. So maybe they had an experience of Jesus Christ and they kind of were just living in the, the Christian world in a small group and going to church. And then maybe they started to have some just kind of doubts or maybe they were challenged by an atheist or something like that. And then they went looking and what they thought would be there wasn't there. Or like I said, that they changed their view of evidence. They said, man, we have yeah. all the, the scientific revolution. There's all these scientific discoveries. There should be the exact same thing for God. We should be able to find God uh, in, in a laboratory or in science, and, and then that causes them to doubt. And, and I would say that the third one uh, for my research is that uh, that their moral or political views are no longer line up with the majority uh, that Christians hold. Yeah. And, and so they, they tend, and you, you were just talking about this, the LGBTQ and, and CRT. So that, then they feel like they're left with no choice but to abandon the whole entire thing. They said, well, I, I believe, you know, X, whatever that X is, same-sex marriage should be legal or right or good, or that I believe, you know, um, uh, uh, African Americans have been there's a systemic racism and Christians seem to be, to be not accepting that and so I'm just going to throw the whole thing out. I'm just going to abandon my Christianity in that sense so again there's there's lots more and you you covered some other ones um, but I, I do real quickly I just want to remind our audience that if you're checking us out live here on YouTube right now uh, we are talking about a name change and a rebrand for the one minute apologist to Christianity still makes sense and that coincides with the book that Bobby is writing uh, to one people wondering does Christianity still makes sense. And, and we're going to answer that in the channel and continue to answer that in the book. So Bobby, talk to us a little bit about uh, what are some of the topics that caused you to doubt? You mentioned your specific uh, doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk, talk Without giving too much away, 
Talk to us a little bit about some of the things that caused you to doubt back in the day. I would say that uh, my doubts, there's different types of doubt, right? Like emotional doubt, volitional doubt, like a battle of the wills, like, oh God, uh, you know, I want to go my way. Um, spiritual doubt, like has God said. For me, it was more intellectual doubt uh, that I struggled with. And some of um, the doubts would uh, be around apparent contradictions in the Gospels. I struggled to reconcile those at first, and I didn't know what to do with those when I started meeting those as a young Christian. Uh, another doubt that began to hammer me would be the idea of what about those who've never heard, as I did world travels, and you know, here I am going through different parts of the world, and I'm thinking to myself, man, so if these people don't get the Gospel uh, they're just going to go to hell like they're perpetually hosed for never getting this information piece. Uh, that was the mindset I was at, and I had to think through how to address that. You know, one of the biggest things that, that I struggled with, and this is where I can still uh, struggle as a person reading the Bible, and it's with what I call the apparent ridiculous. There's so much I can't relate to in the Bible, right? Um, it doesn't mean I don't believe it. I'm just I'm saying when I'm reading my Bible and if, if I'm tempted to feel doubts, it's like on some of these things like, you know, okay, a couple, you know, bears come out and just maul all these young children or, um, you know, the, the thought of like just fallen, you know, manna happening all the time, uh, you know, for, for 40 years and shoes not wearing out or now I, I, I didn't know how to always give answers to those kind of things early on, but I'm more comfortable dealing with the absurd or the ridiculous. But there's reasons why that can be challenging for us, right? Like we don't live in a time uh, like that anymore. And so it's just the foreignness of that ancient culture um, and some of the ridiculous things that you could read in the Bible, like Ezekiel laying on a side for 390 days and then flipping over and giving God another 40 days. Uh, some of that stuff just felt so bizarre, him playing with his pots and pans. Uh, but at the same token, um, I feel like I was able to develop an apologetic for the ridiculous, an apologetic for the absurd, because that's one of the sub-themes that God invites us into the ridiculous. Like, he, he asks us to do things that don't make sense. And if you try to make sense of everything, uh, you're going to be frustrated with God. So that's kind of the, the, the flip side. We're doing a, a channel called Christianity Still Makes Sense, but we need to concede that there are times where God asks us to trust in Him in things that don't make sense, and that can be challenging as well. But that's, for me, Tim, um, always the hardest thing because we live in an age where we're always just trying to make sense of things, and then you go read the Bible, and we're really separated from that culture. So it would make sense at times that there is this emotional disconnect that we can have. And so I believe it. I just can struggle at times relating to it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we're, we're going to wrap up. We got about uh, five or six minutes here left in, in the radio version and the in the podcast version. We're going to continue on for a little bit with some other questions. Again, if people have questions, go ahead, leave them in the chat. But there's going to be uh, essentially six different types of content that we're looking to put out here in the new year. So I, I maybe we'll tag team this together. What are some of the the new uh, types of content that we're going to be releasing here in the coming new year with this new channel rebrand? So One Minute Apologist is going to be under kind of the Christianity Still Makes Sense brand, and we'll be providing two shorts a week, two short videos, 
uh, called One Minute Apologists. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on our channel, so we will still have that brand going. So we're, consistency is going to be the name of the game for us. So we're going to have that. Um, my weekly message um, is going to come out on the channel as well. Uh, so you can get my expository uh, teachings that I do uh, through, you know, the gospel of Mark right now, but I've taught through all kinds of books of the Bible and I address the apologetic issues along the way. I don't skirt around that. Nothing drives me more crazy than going to a commentary and seeing that the commentator uh, conveniently doesn't comment on this passage that's very, uh, you know, blatantly bothersome uh, to some people. We need to tackle that. And that's one of the things I like to do in my teaching styles, not overlook that. Uh, we're going to have a, a meet the guest, you know, a meet apologist X. So there will be uh, frequent guests that I will have on the channel. I've got a, you know, a great relationship with many of the most well-known Christian apologists in the world today. And uh, that's one of the benefits that came out of the one minute apologist channel. So I'm looking forward to having many of them on as uh, my personal friends and just to be able to talk about their books, their ministries, and uh, just to introduce our audience to them if they're not familiar with them already. Those are a few of the things. Yeah. And so the other thing, again, this show will continue on as Christianity still makes sense. So we're kind of rebranding the unapologetic show, if you will, and we'll we'll be covering some of the topics that we discussed. And then uh, the other one is that Pastor's Perspective is continuing on. So uh, you can always yeah. head to the, over to the Pastor's Perspective and the K-Wave channel and, uh, you know, check Bobby out live, uh, what, three days a week, but four hours a week and fire questions at him in the chat or send a phone call in if you want, chat with them. So that'll be part of what we're doing uh, here in the future. We're going to have a brand new website that we're in the midst of designing. Uh, We were going to preview it today, but it's not quite quite preview ready yet. Uh, We're going to have a new logo that is coming out. Uh, So there's going to be new branding. So right around that January 1st area, we're going to have just, you know, every, all the old one minute apologist stuff will be kind of going away and the new Christianity still makes sense. Branding will be uh, kind of coming up. So uh, Bobby, uh, we got about uh, two minutes here before we jump to questions. Uh, Talk to us for two minutes, just about the legacy of one minute apologists that you've had since 2009, when you first started uh, posting videos, just, just take a second and kind of pull back the curtain a little bit for us there. Well, that was really fun uh, to be able to have uh, that ministry, and I'm so thankful for it that uh, all the different connections. I mean, meeting different apologists, meeting different people. Like I think about some of my favorite stories. I remember speaking at in Northern California, and this uh, lady who was getting her PhD at Stanford University. I had about 700 videos at that time, and she comes up to me and she says, "I." listen to all 700 videos in the last week. (laughs) Wow. So I would say uh, that PhD student, PhD student at Stanford would definitely get the uh, digesting the most amount of videos uh, in a week. Uh, But it has been wonderful. It's afforded me opportunities to meet so many great people. Uh, It has opened up doors uh, to do a lot. Uh, And it's been a great learning lesson. I think the thing for me, Tim, is, uh, again, when we started One Minute Apologist, we didn't know what we were doing. In a lot of ways, I still don't have a clue what I'm doing. You know, I'm not really a tech guy. Uh, So this element, though, these young guys that are doing and gals that are getting their channels going, I mean, they really know what they're doing. They're sharp as a tech. And uh, 
they've taught us so much about how to maximize things. So I'm really looking forward to now, um, you know, we kind of kicked the ball off with this, uh, you know, YouTube uh, apologetic role many years ago, but so many people have uh, exceeded what we have done and we celebrate their work. And we're really just looking forward to learning some things from them and how we can do some more effective work in the arena of apologetics through does Christianity still make sense? Amen to that. So, okay, here we are going to end. We're going to say goodbye to our radio audience and our podcast audience. Thank you so much for joining us on The Unapologetic Show. We're going to continue on with our live stream here and answer some questions. So goodbye to the radio audience. Goodbye to the podcast audience. You've been listening to Unapologetic with Dr. Bobby Conway, the one-minute apologist. I am your host, Tim Hall. Be sure to listen to Bobby on Pastor's Perspective Monday through Thursday, as well as like, share, and subscribe to the One Minute Apologist YouTube channel, where we have over 1,000 videos. We would also like to remind you that this is a listener-supported program. We would greatly appreciate your support in any amount so we could continue to provide this ministry. If you would like to be a part of our team in any capacity, please visit our website at oneminuteapologist.com. And while you're there, check out all of Bobby's books, courses, and even invite him to speak at your church or event. Thank you for listening to Unapologetic, where we defend truth without compromise. This program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa.